Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Hey everyone, um, welcome back. It has literally been a month since we last recorded. So like we mentioned in the last episode, every time that you hear an episode, it's usually from like two weeks prior that we recorded it. Mm-hmm. Also, I just need to mention because I like hear my voice right now. Um, I'm not sick. Nothing's like super wrong. My voice is just getting used to coaching a lot of orange theory classes. And I'm like yelling over the mic because you know me, I'm loud. And so I'm even louder when I'm coaching these classes. And so my voice is like definitely getting used to it. And it's a really weird thing. I feel like it's never going to be the same. I'm like, I sound like a smoking frog. (laughs) Ah, I completely feel you because when I got COVID losing, you know, my taste and smell and like some of the other things that I was experiencing, I was like, am I ever going to feel normal again? Super scary. It's a weird feeling. I'm sitting here like with this throat coat tea that I feel like is meant for when you're sick. But a lot of the coaches were like, for the first month or two, you probably will lose your voice at some point. And then luckily I haven't fully lost my voice, but this is what it's been sounding like for like two weeks now. And I'm just, yeah, you'll be struggling, but we're getting there. And it's been so fun. Like it's so freaking worth it. I love it so much. I love being able to use my energy, like outwardly in person, Mm -hmm. coming people up. And I've already gotten some members being like, oh my gosh, like there's something so different about Rachel's classes. You can really tell how passionate she is. Like this one guy was like saying that he really feels like I want everyone to do their absolute best and like empower each person to be their best self. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. Like that's all I want. (laughs) So the fact that people are seeing that is like really gratifying for me. Yeah. I mean, it's an, you know, an alignment with what you already do, like with your clients. So it's like, you know, just a different way of expressing that towards people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's exactly why I like what kind of sought out this job because I knew that I needed to be using my energy more outwardly and mm. it really has, it's been like in such alignment and so much fun, Cool, but anyway, so we basically, um, for the listeners really wanted to just give you guys an update because it's been a really long time since we recorded and there's been a lot of things that have happened since the last time we recorded. And so we Mm -hmm. wanted to just kind of like fill you in on all the things. So this isn't going to be like a normal episode where we're just like talking about something specific. We're just going to kind of like go in and talk about all the things that have been happening recently. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's the point of our podcast is just to talk about like life with an autoimmune disease. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Sometimes life with an autoimmune disease looks like kind of normal. And sometimes you have weird things that you like run into Mm -hmm. that other people don't necessarily have to think about or um, do. So do you want to talk a little bit about what you have? Yeah. Oh Oh, my gosh. I feel I, Rachel can see my cat. (laughs) Um, So basically, I mean, my gosh. So I feel like the last time I talked about being on Plaquenil was like, a while ago because I didn't really say that I was going to get off, I think, at that point of, of what I've shared on here. Uh, but pretty much, okay, so, gosh, um, what is it now? Like, I've been off of Plaquenil for a month, 
So the last time you guys heard, I was on it for like almost four months. And it's hard to believe it was that long. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was on it for like almost four months. And then now it's weird because now it's been almost a month of me being mm -hmm. off of it. Um, but I was not, so I was not doing well on Plaquenil. Like mentally, I was not doing well. Physically, really, really well. Like my joints felt super good. I had zero inflammation in my joints, zero pain. And from that aspect, I was like, wow, this is really good. But then as time was going on, um, I was really having a lot of mental side effects with it. So feeling anxious, feeling moody, feeling lightheaded, feeling dizzy, feeling detached from myself. And I kept trying to like convince myself like, oh, maybe it's just like a deeper anxiety that you have about taking the medicine. You know, like maybe there's just some underlying fear that you have with it. But I was like, you know, I kept telling myself like, no, I took this medicine willingly. I was not taking Plaquenil mm -hmm. because my inflammation was out of control and I had to do it, right? Like I made this decision because I was honestly curious as to what it was like to be on a medicine, yeah. you know, because I work, you know, with clients that are obviously all of them are pretty much on medications. I felt like I was lacking in, you know, understanding completely what they were going through. So as much as I could try to empathize of dealing with side effects, like pulling from like past experiences of being on other medications unrelated to RA, I couldn't really fully understand. So a lot of my decision was like, hey, like, I just want to try this medicine, see what it does, you know, see if it really does, you know, have a huge impact on my joints. And so anyways, yeah, so on top of that, like, yeah, I was experiencing about like, you know, 10% to 15% of symptoms, you know, that were not managed by just, you know, diet and lifestyle. And so I wanted to see, like, could I get to 100%, you know, was that even possible considering all the things that I do for my body? But so anyways, my point is, is that I went into this, med going into this medicine, taking it with like, you know, an open mind. I wasn't stressed about it. I mean, yeah, it was a little scary taking that first pill um, because I didn't know, you know, if I was going to have some like crazy side effect, but like as time was going on with it, like I kept getting more anxious and anxious and like old anxiety that I used to deal with and kind of like OCD tendencies that I used to have and, you know, panic attacks, like that was increasing. And I was like, okay, this is not normal for me because I've done a lot of mental work, a lot of work on myself over the last um, five years of, you know, dealing with this disease naturally. And I was like, this isn't normal for me. This is not a normal feeling. And I kept trying to convince myself of that. And it just got out of control. And I was like, I can't live like this. I absolutely can't live like this. And so I got to a point and I was just like, I can't live like this. This is not normal for me. And I reached out to my rheumatologist and she was like, you need to, you know, lower your dosage to even like 100 milligrams every other day. So I tried that. And then after a week of trying that, I still was getting more and more lightheaded feeling. And so finally, I had to go to the urgent care uh, a month ago, pretty much like a few days before I stopped the medicine. 
And I was telling them that like, you know, all my symptoms and then I was talking to a doctor and she's like, well, these are definitely things that can happen, you know, with being on a, a medication like this. She's like, even though it's like you're on the lowest dose and this is like the lowest medication you can be on for it, RA, like unfortunately these medicines do have side effects, you know? And so I just, I had to make that decision for myself. I'm like, okay, yes, my joints feel good, but like mentally and I'm not doing well. And as we've said on this podcast over and over and over, the mental piece is very, very huge. So for me, I was like, I'd rather deal with, you know, 10 to 15, you know, on my worst days percent of symptoms, you know, not managed by diet and lifestyle than to deal with the insane side effects of the medication. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just made that decision. I decided to get off of it and those things are going away. Even like the the extreme like floaters that I was having in my eyes, those are going away. Um, my anxiety is like, I would say like 80% better. I'm just in a better mood. I just feel like more connected to myself again because I was feeling very, very detached. Mm-hmm. And that was really scary. So like this whole experience was absolute like we say like everything you do on your journey is completely like meant for some reason and for me it was meant to show me like this is you know this is the reality of being on these medications you know that that is the reality and that's why I am so passionate about these diet and lifestyle changes because I've gotten to this point in my life you know five years without the medicine and so it's like I almost kind of rather just continue on this path, you know, just with the diet and lifestyle and the mindset changes. But I've said like, you know, if things get out of control or, you know, you never know what can happen. Like I'm still open, you know, to trying something different. But at this point, I'm not ready to be like, oh, let me try this now, you know, because I'm not Mm -hmm. at that point. Like I can still rock climb and my life is pretty much normal. (laughs) So I'm not, you know, jumping, you know, in line to be like, oh, like, let me try this, you know, because it's not necessary at this point in my life. Yeah, that makes total sense. You just have to make those decisions for yourself. And I know that that is something that isn't necessarily talked about a whole lot in the medication autoimmune community is these other types of side effects that could absolutely arise from being on a medication. And Mm -hmm. even if it was just anxiety from taking it, that's still a very real thing for some people. Yeah. And the, like it can, it can be from the medication itself. It could be, you know, a byproduct of it, but it's not something that I feel like enough doctors take into account and people just don't really know to associate it with it. They assume it's from something else. And then Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you start slapping band-aids on all these random things. So then a doctor Mm. might prescribe anxiety medication. Then you're on multiple medications when you don't actually need to be because you could have just addressed the root cause and it turns into this like vicious spiral. And so, yes, some people do truly need medication or depression medications and that's fine, but just really, it all comes back to having that intention behind and also tuning into your own body and mind cues and knowing what like being so in tune with your true inner self of like knowing like Erica I know we had you and I had so many conversations of like I know like I know myself this is not me this is not right like 
this mm-hmm. is not just like me thinking yep. that it's that it's the medication like it really is and I know it is and intuitively yeah. you stuck to that and made that decision for yourself to come off of it and you know what some people might decide oh well my joints are feeling really good and to me it's worth it to stay mm-hmm. on it and that's fine that's your own journey that's your own decision yeah but just knowing that like being in tune with yep. the fact that that's coming from this from a medication or from whatever it is that you're doing mm-hmm. is really important. Exactly. When you start to become really in tune with yourself and, you know, you really start healing on many levels, spiritually, emotionally, like all these different types of things, like when you have something come into your body and disrupt that or like bring out old things that were there, like you're like, whoa, <laughs> like this isn't normal for myself, you know? And so mm-hmm. you – Unfortunately, the the sad part is, is that a lot of people, you know, that are on medications do, you know, suffer some type of uh, major side effect, but they don't have the option to get off of that, you know. And so the big takeaway for me is that I am so thankful I did all the groundwork for the last five years on myself and continued to do the groundwork while I was on those medica- that medication for the last, you know, four months. So that way, when I get off of it, I'm not like, you know, like, oh my God, like my body's not like, whoa, what's happening, you know, Mm -hmm. and just like, and thankfully also, I do work with a a naturopathic doctor. So we're doing some extra things to help, you know, kind of keep myself from experiencing a flare because some people can experience a flare after they've been on medication. So I'm just being cautious of that and just like doing extra things like, you know, juicing every morning, eating as many like leafy greens as I can. And like, you know, those are things that I do anyways, but like I fall off with juicing, you know, I fall off with like eating salads and like, you know, because it's just when you, when you've been eating away, like for me, like eating a plant-based diet for four years now, it's like, I was like super like conscious about like everything, whole food, all this stuff. And then now it's like, you know, I've gotten more like used to like, I don't know, whatever way. It's not like it's terrible or anything, but it's not as like strict as it was. Yeah. So anyways, I just been a little bit more uh, mindful of that and just really trying to um, make sure I don't push myself uh, physically or like mentally because I don't want to put myself into a situation where I do have a flare and then it's like, oh, now you really need to get on a medication, you know. Um, but it's been a learning experience and I think – I just, like I said, at the end of the day, I just am thankful for all the things that I do for myself. And I know the truth and the power in that. And I think when you start a medicine, like at least for myself, when I started the medicine, I kind of lost hope of the like potential to like heal, you know, like capital Mm -hmm. heal, like from rheumatoid arthritis. And I used to be so passionate about that. Like when I first started my journey, I was like, you can heal rheumatoid arthritis. Like you can heal, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I think over time as you get beaten up, you know, because you go through, it's not linear, right? You're going up and down. You kind of get discouraged and you like lose sight of that. And so I'm really trying to get back into the like healing mentality. Like I like, I want that. And like whether that sounds extreme for you know, people are not, or they don't think it's possible. Like, I want to believe it for myself. Like, why not? Why not believe that for yourself? You know? Um, but also like 
you know, having grace for yourself of like, if you're not completely symptom free, like that's okay too. You know, like you don't, it's, the point is, is that you're putting the work into yourself, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I want to keep putting that work into myself and just believe in the way that, you know, the way that I'm living my life will be healing at some point. And I just have to keep hope with that. And that's what keeps me going. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. And I know I appreciate you sharing all of that with our community. And I know that there's so many people out there that can benefit from this. And maybe it's, maybe it's, um, causing them to maybe like think about some symptoms that they may have been experiencing and realizing that maybe it is a cause of something else going on. Just looking a little bit deeper, whether it's medication or something else. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a learning lesson for everyone really. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I, after um, dealing with all of that, then, you know, I go on the vacation, which thank you for, uh, you know, creating that surprise episode. If you guys mm-hmm. haven't seen uh, the last, is it the, no, the one before that episode mm-hmm. 26, uh, Rachel did like an episode about how she was grateful for like, oh yeah, we have to friendship. talk about the timing of that. Like how well oh, that just gosh. like synced up. Okay, like, guys, you go, you, you can tell. So like my side of it is basically the week before that episode released, um, Erica had just gone on vacation and like something in me was just like, first of all, obviously missing recording. Cause we hadn't recorded for a couple of weeks before that. And I was just like kind of missing recording and like obviously missing Erica. And I was just thinking about like how grateful I am. And I just like had this idea to do a solo episode, not like a very short one you can go back and listen to it. It was like, I don't know, 10 minutes long or something. And I just sat down and recorded it. Like the next day I was like, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to post it. And I set it to release the following Wednesday. So I did it on a Tuesday and then I set it to release like basically eight days later. Mm -hmm. So then now it's kind of your side. (laughs) Yeah. So then I'm in, obviously I'm in Aruba. I'm on our family vacation and I get COVID. And basically what happens was uh, his, uh, my husband's sister and I, we were the first to get COVID like through the testing that we both showed positive. So we had to go quarantine away from his family in some Airbnb, like a couple miles up the street from the the hotel that we were staying at. And when Rachel did this episode, like when it released uh, that Wednesday while I was there, like which was pretty much like a week of me, almost a week of me uh, being in isolation, I was like super depressed. I was not feeling good. I was in a low place. I wasn't with my husband. I was in this area where I wasn't even familiar with, like, and then it started to rain heavily there, which I guess is pretty rare there, but it was almost like hurricane style. So I was just like, what is happening? Like, am I ever going to get out of here? Because you have to make sure all your symptoms are under control. You have to get an evaluation by a doctor before you're like, get the okay to leave out of the country. And so I was like super like just feeling very low and uh, really depressed. And then I get this notification on my phone because we have our autoimmune and you uh, Gmail account and it's like your episode, your episode is live. I was like, what? Oh, we didn't plan on, you know, we didn't plan on any, any of this. And so I see the title of it and I immediately like listened to it and I was like, 
oh my gosh, like that just totally like shifted my whole energy and my whole vibe and getting back into like that healing potential, right? Like Erica, Mm -hmm. like you've been to a worse place before with your rheumatoid arthritis, like you can get through COVID, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just was like, you know what? I need to keep pushing forward. I need to do my breathing exercises, you know, focus on healing my body with the nutritious things that I was eating and just keeping a positive outlook and mindset towards the whole situation and like just surrendering and be like, okay, this is the situation. Unfortunately, you didn't get to finish your, you know, family vacation that you guys had planned for so long and like, but there's nothing you can do. Like you have it and like maybe this is good. Maybe this is a good time for you to get it instead of like being at home and like, I don't know. I was just trying to find something good in it and I think, you know, all the things that you were saying just about me was super nice, super Mm. amazing. And I was like, you know what? I got this. Like, you know, like I can do this. And it just made the whole rest of the time like so much better. So I'm so thankful for that. I was like, that is literally the most perfect timing that she could have ever done that. So I was super, super thankful. Yeah. It was so crazy that that's the timing. And I was talking to my Mm -hmm. mom about it, like um, a couple, probably that day actually. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's so funny that I, you know, record, I just like felt the calling to record this episode and then I released it. And like, I happened to release it. I literally recorded it a week before when you Mm -hmm. had like just left and you had like Mm -hmm. a week in Aruba where like, it was fine. You were fine. Yeah. Um, And so the, the fact that it released literally on, you know, a couple days after you tested positive and like, just like in this low place. And then you called me and I was just like, oh my God, that makes me so happy. And I, I always have believed in like divine timing, but really, truly like, so anyway, I was talking to my mom about this and telling her, I was like, it's such a crazy coincidence. And she was like, Rachel, you of all people know, that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you who is in so in tune with the universe and all the things she was like, that's not a coincidence. And I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) And like, we're so like, see, that's just goes to show you like how in tune we are. Like, with each other and like everything all the synchronicities that have happened between us because we both are in tune with the universe so therefore like we both are able to like connect on this way you know connect in this Mm -hmm. way that like I feel like is very special and unique so like yeah that totally uplifted me but I do want to say because I know people keep asking me did I get vaccinated like you know was I vaccinated before on the trip because we had talked about uh, that in a previous mm-hmm. episode, I don't know, it was like five episodes ago, and I hadn't been vaccinated, and I made the decision I didn't get vaccinated before I left, and so I got questions about that, and then I got questions about like, well, how were the symptoms? You know, what did it feel like to have it? Mm-hmm. And so, and I know one of the big things that you and I have talked about ever since, like, basically since we've known each other, is like the possibility of getting COVID and like symptoms, mm-hmm. like autoimmune symptoms getting yep. way worse. And like, right. what would the long-term repercussions be? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Like pretty much, wait, so pretty much since we've known each other, like the COVID situations. Oh, for sure. We that's just, so yeah. That's so weird. That's yeah. so weird. I didn't really think about that, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, we all, so after I talk about this, we also want to talk about just kind of a little bit about dealing with you know, the pressures and anxiety of like just COVID in general being a part of our lives now. Um, But my symptoms pretty much like 
it felt like a really, really bad head cold. So I had really bad fatigue, like my sinuses hurt. I had a really bad headache for like four or five days. Um, I didn't get a fever. Uh, I had a dry cough like the first few days, which is why I knew I was getting sick because I was like, okay, that's not normal. <laughs> like you don't just get a dry cough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I lost my taste and my smell which was, I was telling Rachel before we jumped on here, that was probably the most like frustrating, like depressing part of the whole situation because you read about losing your taste and smell and they say like on these different websites of like, oh, your taste and smell may never come back. And it's like, what? Because like just not hot, because it's been like what, almost a month now of like, you know, my, my taste buds and my smell coming back, but it's actually really scary. Like, honestly, I was telling Rachel, like not being able to taste your food, like your, your mouth is not starting to salivate either before you eat something because you don't smell it. So there's Mm -hmm. like disconnect between you and your food. Right. And so Mm -hmm. like, I was like really, really hungry. Like as I started to get better, obviously, super super hungry but I wasn't tasting anything Mm -hmm. and I was like so I couldn't like feel this like void in my stomach because I was like I'm not tasting it and I'm not smelling my food. Do you think that has something to do because I remember when you called me one time you were talking about how you were like craving food that like wasn't vegan and you were like this is so weird like why but do you think that that has something to do with it because you weren't feeling satiated and your mind was just like we need something. Yes okay yes so the whole time uh, I was in isolation in this Airbnb like uh, my husband and his parents uh, were dropping us dropping us off food so they were like doing the grocery store shopping for us and so like I was eating like super super healthy I mean I eat healthy but this was like I mean like barely any seasonings like just very bare like yeah because you're like not at home with all your things exactly so I literally had salt and pepper olive oil and then I had like I ate so much like broccoli cauliflower like a lot of cruciferous vegetables, fruit, oatmeal. Like, so it was very like minimal foods. And by the end of it, as I was starting to get better, like I was so hungry, even though I was trying to eat like three meals a day, uh, I was unbelievably starving and I started craving things. Like literally, like I have not even thought or craved about any type of animal products (laughs) since I've been vegan. And I was thinking about like an egg sandwich, like an egg, like bagel sandwich <laughs> and like carne asada. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And I was telling my husband, I was like, this is really freaky. Like, this is really, really scary. And and not that I would act upon that, but like yeah, that urge was so there because I felt like starving, you know, like imagine like you're on like an island, right? And like you have no food, like whether you're vegan or not, you'd probably start getting to a point where you're like, I'm want to eat whatever like I don't well like also I feel like island food is just like a lot of fruit and a lot of meat like oh yeah exactly so I you know that was a weird thing but then once I like you know got home and like even though I was eating more like familiar food to me like other than eating no basic food I still wasn't tasting it so I was still really really hungry 
But thankfully, it's back and like it's back like 90%. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how much do we like take for granted our taste buds and our smell? Like I just bought a candle yesterday at Target. I was like, oh, I want a fall candle. <laughs> like getting all <laughs> excited about it. But I was I laughing so hard last week when we were editing that last episode and you were like, eating and you were like, I literally douse everything in hot sauce. Like I, oh, for, you were sauce. like, if I can't taste, at least I can like cry or something yep, like that. And yep. I was laughing so hard. Well, because I mean, yeah. And it's not even like the hot sauce was tasting good. It would just make my mouth hot. But to me, that was yeah. like sparking my taste something, buds. Like, yeah. At least I can have something. But the point is, is that I'm thankful that, you know, I didn't go into a huge RA flare yeah. from COVID and my symptoms were very mild um and i'm you know recovering very nicely and i'm getting my energy back and i started climbing last week so that's also good for like my mental health and i'm feeling good again so i'm very thankful which is really good and that speaks volumes to the way that we treat our bodies and the yep. way that we're very diligent every single day on yep. doing things that our mind and our body love is because i think that this has been a really hot topic in like the wellness, like the holistic wellness community is Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, we have all of these medications and people are saying all these things about COVID and like going to the hospital and stuff, but it's like, we Mm. don't put enough emphasis on, you know, actually treating our bodies right. And like, maybe the government could like talk more about healthier foods or like drinking water or providing healthy foods to families in need. And it's really frustrating when mm-hmm. that is not the emphasis yep. and the emphasis is drugs and the vaccine and all of these things, which are not bad, but it's why, why are we not getting to the root yeah. cause? And it speaks a lot. It speaks volumes of the fact that you and I, and many other people out there do take care of our bodies very, very well. And mm-hmm. even though you have like, you have an autoimmune disease, you were able to get through COVID like yeah. relatively untouched compared to someone that doesn't. Oh my gosh. And like, and like even with and with RA. Right. And like my, one of my best friends, he's a medical, he's an MD. And he told me, cause he was working in the ICU pretty much the, the heat of like COVID and uh, that first wave at least. And he was telling me, Cause he was taught, he called me like a few times, you know, when I was in Aruba, just checking up on me, he's like, your symptoms are extremely mild, <laughs> like mm-hmm. not just like mild, just like extremely mild. Um, but I do want to uh, share, like there was a research, um, research that came out from, I think it's BMJ journals. Um, it's BMJ nutrition prevention and health, um, health journal, and they published a study about how a plant-based diet and a pescatarian diet, like, I think it's like 70% reduce your chance of developing severe COVID symptoms. Wow. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really huge. Um, and then let's see here. I'm kind of looking at this article right here. And they're saying that a low-carb, like high-fat diet does the reverse of that where you have more chances of significantly getting I was uh, literally COVID symptoms. that's really interesting because I literally was just as you were saying that I'm like no because I like you and I both like we eat such high carbs and like yeah we still get a lot of protein and stuff but we both yeah. eat high carbs and I'm like I thought it was gonna say the opposite for a second and I was like no oh, no no it's so um you know there's research out there to support that you know diet like I I think you know it's really funny 
I think this is weird that this is even like a debatable like conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Like what do they tell us all the time? Just with general colds like this, you know, flu and stuff like that. We're always like, you know, take care of yourself. You know, this is really no different with COVID. Mm -hmm. Like you should still be taking care of yourself. Like we need to talk more about preventative measures instead of like, you know, what is the repercussions and the treatment going to be after? Like, yes, obviously that's important, but like just do the best you can. And honestly, eating a high plant-based diet is like, you get so many antioxidants, so many phytonutrients, you get fiber, you get all You're basically like bulking up your immune system with armor, yep. with yep. food. It's mm-hmm. so freaking cool. And like, yep. why are we not talking more about that and spreading the word more? Like, because there's no money. There's no money involved. Oh, there it is. You know, there's <laughs> no money involved in talking about preventative health measures that people can take for themselves. You know, so it's true. like you turn on the news and it's like nobody's talking about, you know, you know, these. I, it's just, yeah, this is a whole other podcast episode because you know how passionately we both feel about this. But the point is, it's like, There's research out there now. Hopefully there's going to be more. And I do believe it because a plant-based diet, like I've said, is the only diet proven to reverse our number one killer, which is heart disease, uh, type two, uh, most people that have type two diabetes, and then preventative and a treatment for people that have certain types of cancer. So it's like, it's very, very important that we eat this way. And I, you know, just going through this has made me more passionate about eating a plant-based diet because I really Mm -hmm. literally felt the benefits of that. And I don't want to blame it on like, oh, you were just lucky. You just didn't get it as severe. I'm like, no, like I eat so well and take so good care of myself. Like that's what I expect of my body. Yeah. So in regards to a plant-based diet with prevention of really any symptoms or sickness, So the last episode, I was talking a little bit about how I have really stuck to a plant-based diet again, and it has really changed the game again for me. And yes, there have been other inflammatory things that I have ingested here and there, such as alcohol and, you know, more sugar here and there and stuff like that. It was my birthday a week ago. And so I really had like basically a birthday week and just (laughs) kind of celebrated a lot every single day. And it was a lot of fun, but I'm now this week, very diligent again about maintaining. And through all of that, I was able to maintain a plant-based diet and still eat, you know, very high amount of vegetables and fruits. And while there was other things mixed in here and there, because while I like to have a social life and I like to have fun. And like, we've talked about a million times before, Mm -hmm. we still have to live life and I know how to get right back to it. And that is a skill. That's something Mm -hmm. that you have to practice and learn. And another thing that I wanted to talk about today, which I feel like this is kind of a perfect segue is since I started at orange theory, uh, about two months ago now, I have really gotten really close with some of the other coaches and members there. And like, we've been hanging out a lot. And so my social life has kind of like picked up again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so while I'm not necessarily like dating, I know you guys got to hear some of my dating stuff here and there. Um, I'm not really dating a lot right now, but I'm having like a really fun social life, really amazing group of people. And also other friends too, that I've been hanging out with more. And so for instance, I had my birthday party this past Saturday and had so many friends there. And it was such an amazing feeling because 
I can't remember the last time I had a party and had that many people show up. It was oh, beautiful. I wish like, I we, was there. I know. So sad. I know. I do too. We had the entire rooftop area reserved, like the indoor and outdoor. It was really beautiful. I felt so loved and supported and just like all of like all good vibes too. Like every mm-hmm. single person that I talked to, like at the next day, they were like, you have some really amazing people in your life. And I had multiple people that would be like, they had like a, a special connection with one other person. They're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this one person that I met was so amazing. Or like, it was really cool to be able to foster that in other humans and for them all to see, I really do have some freaking awesome people in my life that are just good vibes and just there. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing for other people to see that it was amazing for me to be able to see all of my friends interacting. And so, but through that, you know, I, I was drinking and I was like having a good time with friends and I was, you know, eating more sweets than I usually would. And that's okay. You know, I was, I was, I'm learning to balance it out. Now I will say this past week, I definitely indulged more than I usually would for sure. But again, I know how to get right back to it. So today, for instance, um, I went to an orange theory class this morning. I went climbing this morning. I've been drinking tons of water. I had my celery juice. I did my morning gratitude journal, like very first thing in the morning. Um, because that's even something that in the past, I don't know, two weeks or so I've been so, so busy. And there have been a couple of days here and there that I've missed it. And while I still, you know, think throughout my day, what I'm grateful for and blah, blah, blah. Like it's very different than really taking the intentional time yes. out of your day to write it down, even if it's just like five things. Mm-hmm. And so I am currently in a season of figuring out how to truly balance. Cause I love, I love this social life that I have right now. It is so much fun. It's so empowering. It is great. I have awesome people, but I need to learn how to balance a little bit better Mm -hmm. with my needs, with my health needs, with my mental needs. And also with knowing that as much as I, um, I coined this term extrovert hangover where Mm -hmm. like, if I'm around people and then I'm around people, I'm around people for like, you know, a long time. And then I'm not around anyone for a while. I'm like, Oh my God. Like I literally get depressed. It's crazy. Mm. It's the craziest thing. Like most people that I know recharge like alone, I recharge with people. Mm. I get so freaking amped up. And so, yeah, I call it like an extrovert hangover. And so it's really balancing that because anytime that I'm feeling like that, my instinct is to like text someone or call someone or FaceTime someone or be like, let's hang out. But I know that I need some of that alone time, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm spending even more time with other people. Yeah. And I'm just trying to balance and learn when I truly need to just take the time alone or when it's like, okay, well, that's fine. I am feeling lonely and it's okay to reach out to someone and not just sit alone right now. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with my like season of life, I guess you will. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking about like, you know, how the world is like opening up more, right? Like obviously like we're still in the thick of it. Like we have the Delta variant, very contagious, like, but things are, you know, opening up like Mm -hmm. concerts and stuff like that. And like, I'm kind of in the boat where like, I'm still like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'm like intentionally trying to be restrained in what I do, but like I have the lack of desire to go out and do things because I feel like everything just like so many strings attached to absolutely everything like who's gonna be there is someone gonna get sick Mm -hmm. or like places be like you have to come with a negative um you know COVID test and like 
all this extra added stuff. So I feel like my bubble um, has been getting like smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And like I've been recognizing, well, recently this weekend, I was like, you know what? We need to have our friends over. Like we need to barbecue because it was, you know, Labor Day weekend. I was like, we need to have friends over. Like I want to go in the pool. I want to have a few drinks because I haven't had Mm -hmm. anything for like um, a while now because of COVID. And so um, I was like, I need to do this for myself because I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, like life just seems like work and like my Mm -hmm. health and like it just felt very structured. So this weekend I was like, I need to see people like, and I thankfully like now having COVID, I have a little bit more of a relief, you know, like Mm -hmm. less fear at the moment of like, you know, getting it. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a complicated time just with the COVID situation alone Mm -hmm. of like everyone being in such bubbles to now everyone like getting to do, you know, all these things. And I think a lot of people, especially, I mean, even if you don't have an autoimmune disease, like it's just causing like unconscious stress for like all of us. And like, we want to be excited. We want to go out. We want to do things. But then when we do, it's like, usually I come home and I'm like, why did I do that? Like, I hope I didn't get sick or like, you know, there's just so much added stuff to that. It's, it definitely adds a lot of stress. And also I was second guessing even having my birthday party because I was like, well, half of it's outdoors and people can definitely stay completely outdoors if they want to. Yeah. It's such a beautiful day. And I was kind of like, I don't know, like, is this responsible? And I'm like, you know what? I honestly, like people can make their own decision whether to yeah. come or not. Like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to see my friends. Like I was being very selfish for sure because I was like, listen, this is I, last year for my birthday. I was quarantined with my ex-husband and I was like, I want to like do something and I Mm want to actually have a lot of the people that I care about here. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to just go ahead with it. But a few days before that, there was like a weird COVID scare and I'm not going to get into it just for like, you know, person, like not personal, like, you know, legal, like not trying to purposes basically, but there was a COVID scare. And so there was like a possibility that someone that I may had come in contact with tested positive. And I was like, uh, what? And I was really freaked out. And I was like, what do I do? Like, oh my God, am I going to like, I've seen all these other people. Da, da, yeah. da. And then I realized like, no, the person I hadn't actually come in contact in that, with that person in like over a month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I've seen like a couple people that may have come in contact with this person, but I was like, no, like there's no. And so yeah. I'm fine. Um, yeah. and everything's fine, but it was really scary for like a day there before I knew more information. Cause mm-hmm. the person that told me was like, I'll know more information soon, but just so you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, even just that stress for like that day, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And I was like calling my friends and I was like, I don't know whether to have this party. Like what if, oh my God, yes. like so much. Oh my gosh. And then like you talk about stress adds to autoimmune symptoms. So then there's like that whole thing where you have a potential of literally flaring yourself up because mm-hmm. you're, <laughs> because you're stressed. Yeah. And so, not having a social life and like you know, not really going out and like doing normal things is like depressing, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't put you in a good like mood or like you just feel isolated and like, yeah. So that's kind of just like where I've been at and I'm like, okay, like I'm getting off this medicine. My mental state's getting better. Like I experienced COVID. So I kind of, you know, have that under my belt. So now I'm like, 
okay, I need to be, you know, reaching out to my friends more because I definitely think since COVID, like speaking for like from my own friends and like, you know, people that I know that people just got in their own little bubbles and like they've kind of like stayed in those bubbles and like a lot of our friend group has like broken off into these like smaller little um, groups. And so like my goal, you know, is to kind of making sure I prioritize like hanging out with my friends and like just doing, you know, being as safe as you possibly can. That's all you really can do. We can all just be as safe as we can yeah, and still live life. Like I literally refuse to live in fear anymore. We've done that. Yeah, I'm so far past that season of life. Like, I'm sorry. I will be as safe as I can. You know, I'm like wearing a mask literally everywhere. I'm doing all the things. I'm washing my hands. Like I'm using hand sanitizer. I'm like not, you know, if I even feel any possibility that I could be getting sick, I'm not going anywhere. Like, yep. But you still have to like live life. And especially now that we've had such a lack of human interaction and I am thriving right now with being able to hang out with so many people Mm -hmm. and just like, and especially with, um, in Oregon right now, I mean, the weather is just freaking beautiful outside. And so I've been really enjoying that. And I mean, that is, you know, that is a safer way to hang out with people is like being outside and being like all we've done a lot of like rooftop nights, which is nice because it's outside. It's like a little bit less worry. Um, and it's still beautiful. So yep. It's just like with anything else, you like compromise here and there, but some things it's just not worth it to compromise on because it's for your own sanity. Exactly. That's like, for me, I'm just like, okay, I'm sticking to like outdoors, climbing, camping, like those are the safe places, you know, cause you're, you can keep your bubble, you know, small with the people that you know, and like keep your distance outside from like other people. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think we're all just trying to like navigate it the best we can. And yeah. So anyways, I hope this conversation, even though it was like an update on our life, you know, we always tried to pull things from our personal experiences to hopefully help you kind of work through, you know, your own fears and anxieties around COVID or just living with an autoimmune disease. That's really what we're here for is just to take you along on this crazy journey of life. And sometimes this journey of life doesn't directly have to do with autoimmune disease, but it definitely changes the way that we think about things and talk about things and perceive the world around us and perceive our relationships and our own health and our own wellness. And I will say that through all of these changes in my schedule, in my priorities, in my social life, um, there have been a couple periods of time here and there when I've like been on kind of the verge of a flare up and I've been able to manage it really well. And there was a, a period of time there when it turned into a flare up and it wasn't a really bad one or anything, but I was like, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to readjust and kind of course correct. And really that's all life is right. Like the only constant is change. And so we can constantly change things and we And other things are going to change. And then we have to change our perception or what we're doing around that. And it's just a reminder to not be scared of that. Like just flow with it and allow it to happen because that is the beautiful part of it is you can change whatever is going on and make things just a little bit more bearable or even enjoyable in some cases. Mm -hmm. And that goes with COVID and that goes with being sick and that goes with life and that goes with your autoimmune journey, really all of it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much. You know, we love you. We 
seriously always miss recording when we don't record for a while Eric yeah. and I are calling each other like when are we recording so yeah. thank you for listening and also um hello we need to talk about the fact that we hit 10,000 downloads how have we not like how did we not start with this yeah yeah that's crazy I can't believe it's like it, what we're only nine months into like from the first time we released the episode and we already have actually I think we have like almost 11,000 at this point and this oh is, my gosh probably uh, from that really juicy one this last week oh I know exactly oh gosh yeah that was a really juicy one you guys should definitely check that out because we spill we literally were life. editing and we were like cringing we were like oh my god are we really putting this out yeah. for the world yeah. to hear right now but yeah. it's out there now so go check yeah. it out if you have not listened to the episode right before this <laughs> yep all right guys we will talk to you guys on the next episode bye Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.